Welcome to Crushing Kayfabe. My name is Jason Garish. Thank you for tuning in. I'd love to tell you that uh, I have some incredibly comprehensive notes for this week of what happened in wrestling, but I don't have absolutely none with me. So we're going to be just kind of winging it. Should be interesting as I adjust my uh, mic stand here. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, yeah, I'm um, not sure how the audio is going to be. I came in this, uh, well, came into uh, to my mic clipping earlier. I just saw no light coming in for a signal. Okay. Ah, the little gremlins are in here. Wonderful. Um, as far as I know, nobody's been in the studio messing with this stuff. I think it's just a change in temperature, especially when you have a uh, tube preamp, which I do. So that can, uh, this is one of the reasons why we did away with tubes, people. Um, but uh, it fluctuates and acts all wonky every time you, uh, every time you kind of turn it on. But uh, that's part of the adventure. So uh, I, we might be switching over to, uh, to a digital preamp pretty soon. I don't know. I've got my, um, my, uh, what is this? This is a, audio buddy i've got a uh, a uh, mosfet preamp there so maybe we'll switch over to that have a little bit of problems here apologize for not uh not shaving unfortunately uh at least though i was able to play with the lighting i look less uncle faster like which is a good thing i'm happy about that actually have some actual skin tone even though it's red a little bit too much i look like an alcoholic but i swear people i haven't had a drink in 18 years so <laughs> this just uh this must be the incredibly cold uh tennessee weather lately because i don't know about where uh your part of the world how it's been but it's been unseasonably cold for when for november in uh in western tennessee which um I don't know if this is a precursor or an omen to a really bad winter, but I'm not not really enjoying it a whole lot. I was hoping to do some work outside, do some work on the car and whatnot, but it doesn't look like I'm going to be doing that for a little while. But, uh, but yeah, let's see. What do we got going on? Uh, boy, NFL, what a weird season. You know, it continues to be a, an absolute disaster for the uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you know, very emotional Derek Carr afterwards breaking down and uh even calling out his teammates a little bit, saying that people are less passionate about it than he is. Um you know, say what you will about his uh performance and uh about about him as a player. You can't I've yet I should say I haven't heard a single person say anything about the guy's character that was uh negative or whatnot. The guy's always been a class act, and you can tell he's hurting watching this whole uh, nightmare unfold. Um, I don't know what else to say. I'm just uh, I'm extremely upset with Josh McDaniels. I I kind of uh, predicted that this was going to happen, but I, I was hoping to God that it wasn't going to. But unfortunately, it looks like this is the type of season we're going to have. And it looks like probably rebuilding next season. And uh, should have some good picks, some very good draft picks next year, but uh, and uh, won't squander those away. 
and that's sad because it probably does look like they they might be trading Derek next season or in the off season, I should say, and that would be. A, I'm not sure that's the greatest move because he's had absolute horrific luck since he's joined the organization. There's been nothing stable in the slightest about this organization and uh, any lack of success on his part has mainly been due to coaching and, and lack of players around him. I mean, uh, the John Gruden drafts have been proven to uh, his choices have proven to be bust. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of years rebuilding, so it's, um, it's been tough, you know, no matter who the heck they put on the other end of uh, Max Crosby, they seem to underperform. And I don't get that. I, it doesn't make sense because you think they'd be double teamed Crosby. I th- so it's gotta be the schemes and, and Parm, I mean, um, what's his name? Uh, the, the defense coordinator, sorry. Um, has this soft zone scheme that, uh, allows for a lot of yard yardage. And I think it's hurting them down the line, especially they're, they're giving away some really big leads, you know, 17, nothing, whatnot. And, um, and that's got to fall onto, there's two categories. I would, I would put that on two shoulders. I would say, obviously play calling, not changing things up at the half, but not tightening up the defense and, and uh, like I said, playing with kind of a prevent defense, the entire game almost, um, really hurting us. It's allowing for some big yardage plays and that's not good down the road because that kind of stuff uh, is going to lead to comebacks and that's what we're seeing is massive comebacks. You know, you put that on top of when, you know, Josh Jacobs isn't getting the as many carries as he should be and not utilizing the run game the way he should be, then that that's hard to win games like that. It's you're going to give up some big leads. You're not going to be able to use any type of ball control. You're not going to be able to eat time off the clock. You're not going to be able to um, keep teams from scoring quickly. And um, and it kind of looks that way, like uh, like that's what's happening. So I, I blame play calling a lot with that because. Derek Carr shouldn't have to come back in every single game, you know, and when they have a lead, they should keep it. So that's all I can say. I mean, um, you had a a horrible Indianapolis Colts offense, which came back against the Raiders. Um, Horrible Jacksonville Jaguars, which came back against the Raiders. It's just these things should not be happening. And right now the Raiders are a really bad team. And it's, like I said, I don't think it's the fault of the players. I mean, they've had some major, major um, trades. Obviously, Devonta Adams is a huge one, you know. Um, and, okay, we've had some injuries. You know, Waller's been out. Um, Renfro's been out. So there's two major weapons that have been out. But this is the weakest point of their schedule. They should be, uh, They should be mopping the floor with these guys. And really um, taking care of them. These are games that they have to win, and they're not. And uh, I don't care how good your players are if the uh, if the coaching staff isn't doing their job, it's not going to work. You can have 
some terrible players uh, do some really good things. Just look at the Giants. And they, they were beating some teams that they shouldn't and uh, with some mediocre players. And, and it's been because of coaching. You know, so, you know, I, a horrible, I should say, a horrible thought occurred to me this morning. I was like, given the history of um, speculation in the past about Tom Brady coming to the, to the Raiders with Josh McDaniels and the GM's uh, ties to the previous New England organization, then, like I said, I don't want to see this happen. I really don't. I'm hoping that was just a passing thought, and that's all. It makes me wonder if we might see Brady in the organization some capacity um, next season, which, like I said, would uh, would really I wouldn't like. I mean, uh, per- personally, uh, on a personal level, I can't stand the guy. I think he's an a hole. Um, it, whether he's the greatest quarterback of all time, that's up for debate. Um, he's one of them. He's definitely he, he's awesome at his position, you know, but he's not the quarterback that he used to be. He's not the Brady of old. You know, he's getting up there and those injuries, I don't care how well you take care of yourself, those injuries are going to catch up to you. And uh, at his age, it's... um. He's well past the prime of his career. Let's put it that way. And uh, and for them to do something like that would, um, I think they're setting themselves up for failure if they do go that route. Um, like I said, it was just a thought that occurred to me earlier this morning. I didn't see any speculation or anybody talk about this or anything in the, um, you know, in the in the NFL wire or anything. You know, coming down the pike. Um, you know, uh, Brady having, <coughs> excuse me, a horrible season with the Bucks. you know, although they just won, won in Germany. Um, you know, it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder if, if part of the ploy isn't to get him over there, you know, because as someone who lived in New England for a very long time that, that's been around a lot of Patriots fans and has had to um, – had to fall, not fall, but, you know, had to hear news about the Patriots for quite a while now. They've, anybody associated with that organization has been been known to do some underhanded things. I wouldn't be shocked and surprised if McDaniels and uh, those guys made a play for, uh, for Brady. <sighs> it makes me sick to say it. I'm sorry. But, I mean, um, I just don't see anything good coming out of that because they – they'd end up losing some things and I, I don't know if there's anything left on Brady's contract, if they'd have to trade away some picks and then a big name player for him, please don't, you know, and um, as far as I'm concerned right now, like him or leaving, you know, like him or not, you know, Derek Carr's a Raider through and through and uh, he's a Raider regardless. So uh, my vote, and oh, it has always been to get behind him and, and root for this guy because he 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 bleeds silver and black. And uh, whether or not you like him or hate him, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be one of those guys that's burning his jersey on the uh, on a fire pit like I saw some other fans doing and whatnot. So I'll stand behind the guy and, and pray for him uh, no matter what, you know. 
because uh, regardless of, of what kind of player he is, you know, and I think he's a heck of a player, personally. I think he's had garbage around him. He's had, um, when he's had a great line, he's had no one to throw to. When he's had someone to throw to, he's had a great line. You know, uh, or a lousy line, I should say. So, so it's been either either or a feast of famine, and he's had some of the worst, uh, worst defenses, in, since in the last nine year years of the NFL. So to continually put that on his shoulders is completely wrong, you know. And and to watch a guy, you know, break down in a press conference, completely frustrated. And uh, I mean, last season that guy willed those guys. Him and him and Rich Bisaccia and the character of that team, Max Crosby, Darren Waller, they willed that team to uh, to a um, a playoff berth, and uh, they damn near beat the Bengals, who went on to go to the Super Bowl. So to take a team like that and then uh, come in and uh, make them into one of the worst teams in the league. That's a real accomplishment for Josh McDaniels. Hey, kudos to you, buddy. Jeez. Like I said, I want nothing to do with that New England Patriots organization. Um, You know, despite their success or whatever, I still got to look in the mirror and sleep at night. You know? um, but onward, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I can't stand Patriots. <laughs> Um, I can't see him, Brady. As much like I said, he he is probably the greatest um, quarterback of all time. I can't deny that. I'm not that stupid, you know. But um, but man, as a character, as a person, you know, I watched that um that ESPN special special with him and Charles Woodson, where he he pretty much almost admitted at the end that the uh, the whole Tuck Road garbage was uh was a fumble, you know. So uh. So um, there's a, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Just, just watching him. He's such a clown. I'm sorry. He's such an a-hole, such a douche. I'm sorry. I can't stand him. Oh, wow. Um, Please don't, please don't trade for him. Please don't acquire him. Um, <clears throat> moving onward wrestling. Cause that's kind of what the show was originally intended for. Um, Let's see. What do we got? Uh, Ah, WWE. We had uh, what did we have? We had Austin Theory uh, cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase and fail. So he uh, cashed in against uh, Seth Rollins and failed with a secondary title. Anybody who thinks that uh, or that questioned when I said that Triple H might bury him initially. It kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Unless they're building character into him, and unless they're um, they're gonna try to add some depth to the character. I mean, I notice he's been sporting some facial hair, so they're doing some uh, some different things with him, you know, as opposed to that uh, that heel per, uh, per look they had before. I mean, previously he was so well groomed, you just wanted to punch the guy. He really did. I mean, he just looked like uh too perfect. I'm sorry, but, but, um, you know, I wonder if they are trying to do something different with his character. This kid has a boatload of potential and, uh, is, uh, is really, um, 
big going to be a big part of the WWE. I think if he doesn't screw it up, so so I'm pretty sure that they're not going to uh, bury him. I don't think Triple H is that uh, that petty. He might be. I don't know, but uh, but I don't think he is. I think he's going to do what's best for business, and I think Austin Theory is best for business. You know, um, see so return the Viking Raiders. You know, I look kind of like new look, new a uh, little bit more serious. You know, I like how uh, they brought Sarah Logan back. She has a, a new look, which is pretty cool. Um, they definitely look like a bunch of uh, of Raiders, uh, Vikings, I should say. I mean, anything else of any, any um merit? I mean, we saw a possible setup for a future feud between uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, Bray Wyatt, yeah, Bray Wyatt, and um, and La Knight. So that's gonna be interesting. Uh, he tried to get uh, Bray. It looked like when he interrupted um, La Knight's. Uh, promo it looked like he was trying to recruit him for the uh wyatt six it looked like he was and it looks like bray is just going full on heel uh it's been a slow slow steady acclimation but i like it um some really good storytelling involved there which i knew there would be i know a lot of podcasters are looking at this thinking it's boring it's too slow of a burn i completely disagree i think it's the right timing i think they're doing a great job um but that could be interesting seeing a feud with him and and uh la knight uh i i love both those guys i think they're both great i think that'd be an interesting feud you know um who would be the heel though which uh i guess we'll just have to tune in on uh smackdown smackdown's becoming the a show to me I really enjoy SmackDown much more than, than Raw now. You know, um, I mean, what else? I mean, we pretty much dealt with some of the, some of the fallout from um, from Crown Jewelers. I like to call it blood money. Um, so, uh, so that's about it. I mean, we had uh, how was it this week? We had um, Nikki Cross throw the uh, tw- the twenty four hour title in the trash so she basically uh won the title and then threw it in the trash <laughs> um so effectively ending the 24-hour title so i guess we're not gonna see any more 24-hour title i enjoyed 24-hour title when it had um uh, our truth attached to it um if i'm blinking a lot it's because i've got an extremely bright glamour light in front of me and it's uh it's kind of annoying right now, but like I said, it looks a lot better than um, than previous versions of video, I think, with this lighting. And uh, I'm getting a spam call right in the middle of a uh, of a podcast. I'm not happy about that. All right. I should have shut that off beforehand. That's my fault. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, we like I said, um, that's kind of interesting. You know, we had... Um, Wow. Um she's so inept to me that I can't even remember her name right now. Um uh Dana Brooke uh reacting on Twitter and I hope it's a work that she's uh saying how hard working and talking about twenty four tile and all that nonsense. Um I think this woman's just an idiot, but we'll we'll see. I doubt it's gonna be a work. I really do. I think she's just that damn dumb. 
which is bad because I liked her in, in uh, NXT, but since coming up the main roster, she's done nothing. Um, I mean, moving on to AEW, what what do we got? We got um, you know, uh, let's see, Dynamite. We had the uh, claim then FTR versus uh, Swerve Our Glory. Um, you know, the claim is red hot right now, which is really cool. I'm happy about that. They they have their gimmick going, and uh, one of the few things that's really working quite well in AEW, you know, right at this moment. I kind of like. I know I'm probably in the minority, but I kind of like the Chris Jericho thing with the ROH title. You know, um, had a, a really good promo from MJF that it's starting to become redundant. It's like a good, a great promo from MJF. Yeah, that's what he does. The guy uh, kills it on the uh, on the mic. He's he's the best out there right now. Sorry. You know, he had some other throwaway matches. Not really a whole lot going on in AEW. They should be. They should be trying to set up more for uh, full, full full gear. I know they're now they're doing the thing with um, Britt Baker and Soraya. Um, so apparently Soraya is uh, cleared to wrestle. Wow! So Paige is uh, cleared to wrestle. Interesting. You know, good good back and forth between them. Um, both of those girls can uh, can hold their own on the mic. Really good job between those two. Um, Britt Baker's great. Uh, Saray is great in the mic. She looked, she was a little rusty on there. You could tell, but she got through it and she she killed it. And she at no point did she ever look less than uh, Britt Baker. So uh, so kudos there. Um, and I had like Sky Blue versus Jamie Hader. Who in God's green earth thought that Sky Blue was going to win that? Come on, you know that continued backstage strife between. Uh, Thunder Rosa and everyone else. And it seems like, and well, at least with the uh, Tony storm and, uh, and uh, Jamie hater and the Britt Baker crowd there. And if you need any more example of politics work in AEW, aside from the whole CM Punk thing, um, there you have it. Cause I don't believe that any of this crap they're saying about Thunder Rosa for one second. I think she's a class act. And I think she was uh, truly a, a tremendous grab for them. And uh, if she needs to go to WWE, do it. I mean, uh, I wouldn't fault her at all for doing that. I think she's one of the best women's wrestlers in the entire world. And uh, whether she's at AEW or WWE, I think she's going to excel. So, so uh, if they don't want her there, you know, WWE, please pick her up because it's it's absolutely asinine to think that anybody would have any backstage heat with her. And the, but this is what happens when you have nothing for leadership up top. So there you go. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it as far as like I said, setting up for uh, trying to set up full gear. They're not doing a great job of it in AEW, unfortunately. Um, those are my thoughts. You know, um, like I said, I really wish they'd uh when Thunder Rosa come back come comes back. I hope she doesn't have any heat on her, but I know she will. And I know they're gonna bury her because Tony Khan has no backbone whatsoever. He wants to be buddies with everybody. I get it. Um Britt Baker, you know, this old school wrestling in some ways, I thought this type of garbage was done with. 
a long time ago, but here it is in AEW. You know, and we continue to see, uh, speaking of politics and garbage, uh, we continue to see more elite uh, video packages, vignettes. Um, my feelings on that, one is I think that's really classless to do if they're on an actual suspension. They shouldn't be using anything from them, but the, it really looks like they're going to return full gear, and that's too bad because the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are the worst things in AEW. I, I like Kenny Omega as a wrestler. I like Kenny Omega uh, a lot in the mic. I know a lot of people don't. Um, you know, he's he's damaged his body beyond recognition now. He, he's just a shell of what he was, unfortunately before because it, uh, the, a lot of his matches were spot fest and he put his body on the line for his, you know some minuscule matches that really meant nothing and um young bucks i'm just done with i'm done i, I if they fired them from the organization i'd be a happy man i'm just sick and tired of the crap and it makes me wonder once again if that wasn't part of the reason why uh cody Rhodes left was because of the backstage politicking and just looking at these clowns and saying this company's not going to succeed because we have clowns for officers in there. Like I said, I can put up with Kenny Omega. I like him as an on-air personality and a lot of people don't, but <clears throat> my problem is he shouldn't be in charge. None of these guys should be in charge and you can say whatever you want about the whole CM Punk uh, media scrum thing was it unprofessional. Sure. Was he right? Absolutely. You know, except for the, uh, the crap about, uh, you know, um, I keep wanting to say sky Goldman, uh, or, um, you know, except for the crap, uh, about Cole Cabana. I mean, he was a hundred percent, right. You know, the, the crap that hangman pulled on him, the crap that, uh, that the young bucks and can you make a pull? It's, uh, it's, it's garbage. I'm sorry. And it needs to end. There are too many, too much talent. There's too much talent at AEW to, uh, to allow this happen. And I keep, I feel like a broken record. I say this every week because I look at them and I get sad now because so much is being wasted. You know, Arnie Anderson should be in charge of something. Okay. We've got, Jeff Jarrett now in charge of business. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but that could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing because Jarrett's been a snake, a snake oil salesman throughout his career too. So, you know, it makes me wonder if he was, you know, if he's not an older version of, you know, the young bucks or Kenny Omega in some respects, because he's going to go in there, make his money and then leave. Um, can the younger wrestlers learn a lot from? Absolutely. Will they? Probably not. You know, you got Hangman Page who doesn't want to listen to anybody. And he's he could be amazing. That guy is incredible talent. And uh, if he actually listened to the veterans and did the right thing, did the booking, uh, you know what? had the right booking, I should say, he'd be an amazing talent. He, he's really, really good. All of his failures are, are due to his own faults. Sorry. 
I mean, the CM Punk thing was was lackluster. It was the worst feud that Punk had there. And um, it's Hangman's fault. You know, that that promo where he didn't play off a of punk and didn't play that didn't help didn't help at all. You know, it, it buried that that whole feud. You know, um I don't know what to say. You know, uh, they keep shooting themselves in the foot. And it kind of breaks my heart because you know, you've got Brian Danielson there, you've got a you know, Sting is there, you know, you've got William Regal there, you've got John Moxley, you've got a plethora of talent, Jake Roberts, and so much experience and so much knowledge and so much creative ability that appears to be wasted because you've got an idiot up top. I shouldn't say idiot. I should say a wrestling idiot up top. You've got a complete mark up top of the organization owns it, and it's destroying the organization, unfortunately, so... This is what it is, and I'm I'm tired of saying this every single week. You know, you know, put somebody in charge who knows what the hell they're doing. Um, I've heard other um, podcasters speculate that uh, that Tony Khan is going to use Jeff Jarrett as kind of his heavy as his uh, axe man when he needs a bus flip to kind of uh, you know get rid of some wrestlers or be the heavy. Good. If that's the case, that's perfect use for him because everybody within that on that uh, internet wrestling community kind of hates him already. So good, good, perfect. You know, let him be the bad guy, please. You know, he's the one that can fire the Bucks. He's the one that can fire um, any of those guys. And uh, good. If that's what he uses for him, good. That's smart. You know, like I said, I, I used the term idiot before, but I really don't think Nick Khan or Tony Khan, sorry, mixing companies now. I don't think Tony Khan is uh, is an idiot. I just think he, I think he's emotionally immature, and I think he's, uh, wrestling-wise, he's an idiot. I think he can be, be bamboozled pretty easily, and I think he's, um, when it comes to that, he's a mark. I'm sorry. Uh, he's a mark in every true sense of word. He, he should have chalk on his shoulder from the old Carney days. Sorry. Um, and some other things I, I had, um, I was listening to wrestling soup like I do every, every week. Um, and they had, uh, they were talking about the, the possibility of, uh, mixing game shows with wrestling. I found this really intriguing because they had said something to the effect of, um, WrestleMania this upcoming year is going to, uh, going to mix in with um wheel of fortune i think if i'm not mistaken then they uh they kind of brought the the uh family feud thing i think that would be interesting um one name i'm shocked that they didn't throw out there because they listed off for the wwe side they kind of made a little skit there where they played off wwe versus aw and who would be cast in there to uh to be on family feud and um to tell you the truth, uh, they they put MVP in there, which is okay. You know, they put a, a number of wrestlers, which have been amazing. You know, uh, Sami Zayn, um, Kevin Owens, um, Mandy Rose, which I think would be great picks. But the one person they overlooked, and this bothered me, <laughs> it bothered me the whole ride into work. I was like, what about our truth? And I think our truth would be hilarious on Family Feud, you know. 
I think that would be great, you know. And uh, they they had some great ones for AEW too, like Dan House. I think would be absolutely amazing on Family Feud. I think, you know, Steve Harvey would would play off great against him. I think that would be great. You know, they if you if you go back and check out that episode, I forgot when that aired. Um, because like I said, I listen to listen to them on the way to and from work. Uh, they're one of the podcasts I listen to along with like Tom, Don Tony and. Uh, and I, I I miss listening to to Solomon Monster. I just don't have time, unfortunately, because um, Jason Solomon Monster is another one that's that's great. Um, you know, there's a ton of great ones out there. I I don't listen to a lot of the old um, old wrestlers because um, a lot of them just uh, I don't know. It's you know it's kind of how not every single uh, football player makes a great analyst. I don't think every single wrestler makes a great podcaster. I don't, I think there's a unique character set. There's a unique skill set. I should say that, uh, that the successful and good podcasters have that, uh, that is lacking on in a lot of wrestlers. I think, you know, because they're still trying to get themselves over. It seems like they're still trying to get their gimmick over, you know? So it's, you know, using like Ric Flair and and ninety percent of what he says out of his mouth, I don't believe. It, it's kind of like listening to Hulk Hogan. They they've um they believe way too much of their own hype. I think it, it's ridiculous. But but yeah, those are the guys I listen to. I have fun. I enjoy a lot. Um, like I said, that when I used to work in Memphis and I had an hour and a half commute each way, and I was driving three hours a day. Those guys uh, got me through a lot. That that and audiobooks, man. Chris Jericho's podcast too. He's one of the few I I really do enjoy. And part of the reasons why I do enjoy him though is because not only does he take things from a wrestling angle, he um has a lot of tremendous musicians. Has some, excuse me, really great guests on there. And his format of his show is entirely different than a lot of the other shows. So. He, and and the strength of his show is how he interacts with his guests. He, if you some of those shows, I should say, you if you played them for some people, they wouldn't even realize that they're um, that he was a wrestler. Probably <laughs> um, he's that good of a host. I think so. That's just me though. But I mean, I'm I remember um, one of, one of my favorite shows. I loved like the show with Bruce Dickinson. I thought that was entire, but. But he had Artemis Pyle on there one time, the drummer from from Laird Skinner when the plane went down. And uh, a gentleman that I had the pleasure of meeting um, when I was playing uh, open mic at, at Infinity Hall, he was uh, playing on the main stage when I was when I was playing there. And uh, afterwards, when I used to hang around uh after they closed the bistro up and stuff and uh and help clean up and help pick up stuff and uh helped uh andy the the guy who hosted the open mic and and artemis came down afterwards and and uh and hung out with us a little while and that i thought that was really cool i mean that dude but uh, that's one of my favorite interviews that that jericho's ever done i know i'm a little off topic now but so what um because he recounts that entire incident when um when the plane went down and ended up killing, uh, you know, Ryan Van Sant and, uh, and, uh, just a horrible, horrible, absolutely horrible, uh, um, a tragedy, you know, um, just horrible. But that, like I said, that's one of my, um, one of my favorite 
interviews that Jericho's done, but that's why I like Jericho's because he doesn't strictly focus on wrestling. And, um, and I think that's why his podcast is so successful. You know, he'll have like, uh, Kevin Smith on there. He'll have, um, you know, anybody, he could have anybody on there and that's, that's great. You know, he's, he's in the movies and in the know enough to get people who aren't wrestling related. And he has some tremendous wrestling interviews. I always wonder how much, uh, how much of it is kayfabe though. When he has some of the guys on there, I mean, when he had MJF on there, it was thoroughly entertaining, but the entire show was almost kayfabe. It was, it was bad. It was a work. Um, but yeah, that's one of my favorite look that up too if you get a chance and listen to that it's great you know like i said he was uh he was an individual that came down and uh and spent some time with us and hung out with us and was was really cool was uh was armas palata and his band uh the armas pile band is is a better band than leonard skinner currently is because they currently have and they currently have absolutely no original members in the band touring because i think gary rosington isn't even in in the lineup anymore on the touring aspect. So, so Artemis, uh, like I said, uh, I, I, I say original, but he wasn't even the original drummer. I'm sorry. <laughs> so there are no original scared bands out there anymore. He's the closest you're going to get, you know, but, um, but his band is great. If you get a chance to check it out, you know, um, uh, Marine through and through Marine pilot, you know, and he talks about the, the, uh, plane incident with, um, from the, a pilot's perspective because he flew in the Marines too. So um, it's a really cool interview. He's done a million of them. They're great, but, uh, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed meeting him and I thoroughly enjoy listening to his, uh, his interviews and really cool. I should, well, the interviews he's done, you know, um, that's pretty much all I can think of right now um, for the show. Like I said, I have zero notes. So, today has been kind of see your pants flying you know as you can see i'm not even cleanly shaven prepared for the show at all whatsoever for today so uh, i mean we had a crazy day at work yesterday and uh, then my wife wanted to go to jackson afterwards so uh so we drove you know 40 minutes to jackson to yeah on a sunday <laughs> the only thing worse was when we went there saturday which was uh, just as bad. And it's going to get worse with the holidays coming up. Um, you know, not that Jackson major metropolitan area by any means, but it's much more city than what I'm used to <laughs> right now. Um, but let's close things up. You know, once again, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you for making the video popular or possible, I should say. Hopefully it becomes popular. I enjoyed doing it. I think I'm going to continue to enjoy the video do the video i should say and continue to enjoy it but uh you know let's give a shout out for uh for ourselves crushing crushing with k check us out you know check us out on patreon one dollar a month you can get the show ad free video and audio which um i'm going to be inserting more ads as time goes on into the uh show so uh so if you want to listen uninterrupted, that's going to be the way to go is going to pay the $1. Either way, the bills are getting paid around here. Sorry, <laughs> I, I'm not doing the show for free. Um, you know, check out, check us out at, uh, at then now flea market, downtown Trenton, Trenton square. 
you know, you can get some of my stuff. You can get some of uh, my wife's stuff. Check her out on Facebook, Hooked by Gentleman. She's got some great reels, got some great uh, handcrafted items, uh, really cool stuff. You can get you can get some of it right now at uh, Peggy Zack and Mylan. Unfortunately, we're going to be leaving there soon. Uh, breaks my heart, but we're going to be doing it. A great opportunity. Just couldn't keep up with demand, unfortunately. So if you look at our booth right now, it's pretty, pretty bare, pretty vacant. But uh, we're going to be out of there by December 1st, unfortunately, which is a horrible timing with the holidays coming up. But all that stuff that is there right now is going to be transferred probably then now. So if you get but in the meantime, help us out and just buy us out, you know, so we don't have to transfer any of that stuff and life will be good. But uh, but we hope to hook back up with them in the future. Um, They're a great, a great story, you know, them. Uh, Great, great store. So, uh, so I hope to be doing business on with them in the future. But in the meantime, you can swing by there and uh, pick up some of our stuff. Uh, you know, check out uh, uh, Lucky Lady Candles. Check them out. Um, check them out on Facebook and Etsy. Um, you know, holidays are coming up. Buy candles. Everybody loves candles. You know. So, uh, and in addition to that, um, check out Trenton um, Tabletop and Arcade. In downtown Trenton, you know, uh, really good prices on table rentals. You can rent a table, play the entire day, bring your group down, play some D&D, play some Magic Gathering. You know, he even has a lot of books and source material down there. Um, and if you're not into that, play some stand-up arcade games. You know, um, that's something that I spent a lot of my childhood doing. So uh, very nostalgic for me. So so go down there and play some, uh, play some uh, games. Either way, you know, tell them that Crushing Kayfabe sent you, you know, and uh, help help the community out because I think it's a great thing that he's got going on there, a great thing he's doing. He's also, um, uh, from what I understand, teaching uh, chess lessons too. So uh, I don't know if he's charging for that. I don't know but the, what the deal is. But, uh, but ask about chess lessons if you've ever wanted to learn chess. So, but I mean, that's pretty much it as far as the show goes. Uh, continue to pray for the Ukraine and, um, you know, send them money through uh unicef and uh and the red cross and whatnot because they need aid um hopefully things don't escalate to a escalate to a uh, nuclear level that would be horrific but uh but those people are hurting and they need help and they deserve their uh their freedom so uh so pray for them continue to do so please and and just like i say ending everything uh Thank you, everyone that watches and listens to the show. Thank you so much, and God bless.